Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Today's installment features the sales guys, Andrew Amrine and Jim Falk. They come on to have a discussion about the updated Nolan painting sales process, how to approach bond and rapport during COVID-19, and what the Nolan sales team outlook is like for the rest of 2020. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show! All right, welcome back. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jim. And we are... The The Sales Guys. Guys. We are back in studio. Jim, it's unbelievable. Uh, All right, so two weeks ago, we did a a review of where uh, Nolan Painting and the sales team were at. Uh, so today we're recording this. This is this will is being recorded uh, on today's the third, and so it'll it's coming out two weeks from now. So we'll need to talk a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, but so now we're two weeks later from the last podcast, and so update us on where Nolan Painting is at now. Well, uh, so much has changed. Um, you know, from from the date of March twentieth, which was the date that we shut down due to state regs. Uh, officially reopening in the field on on May 4th. Um, A lot has transpired, but I I will say in general, um, we are all super pumped and optimistic about the reopen. Uh, Demand is extremely strong right now. Um, We have a full schedule. Matter of fact, exteriors were scheduling into end of August already. Um, So exteriors were nearly three months out booked. Wow. Um, and the demand for new work, uh, for the last four weeks has been extremely strong. Are you, Um, are you back up to feet on the street levels? We're, uh, we're working in that direction. We're not quite there yet. Uh, but but we are working in that direction now. We are uh, actually the, 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 the work backlog is so strong and the, and demand for new work is so strong. Uh, we are actively recruiting again. Wow. Yep. That's, it feels like, uh. Almost unbelievable. It, three three weeks ago, I wasn't sure that was going to happen. It's you know during the shutdown, every day felt like a nightmare. Now, thankfully, it feels like a dream. Uh, it's a but it feels so good to be back. So you're you've got exterior work into August, you said. Uh, and so, what about sales backlog? How, are you booked into next week for estimates? How, how far out estimates? Yeah, are uh, actually, if you were to look at at our calendars, uh, most of us are booked out through the week of the fifteenth already. So. This week, next week, and then most of the week of the 15th is already booked out for me as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about that a little bit. So the sales challenges, we were actually just before the podcast, we were talking about some of the natural economic things that are starting to happen because people have been in their houses for 10 weeks. Yep. Um, so what are the sales challenges that you're facing now? Well, I think the the biggest challenge right now is well, one is um, finding room for the demand, um, uh, because it 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 reaches a critical point where if you if you push new estimates too far out in the schedule, you, you run the risk of losing them. Um, so you know, trying to make sure our calendars are as open as possible. Sometimes it's squeezing in appointments where I normally wouldn't, but just trying to accommodate, especially mm-hmm. uh, past clients repeat clients, I should say. Um, but one of, the, one of the challenges that we're seeing now is that with the influx of leads that are coming in, um, they're not all, I'll say, qualified Nolan Painting clients. Um, so maybe some people are calling that wouldn't have called before. They've been in their house doing work. and Yeah. 
I think, you know, they're not necessarily, they don't necessarily fit our ideal demographic for client. You know, each company has a, a target demographic. Um, I do think a lot of it is, is from what I, my guess is that a lot of it is people that have been working from home for the last few months, um, figuring, oh, they're going to get stuff done. They don't get it done like they had hoped. So we'll we'll reach out to a painter. Um, what about the commercial side? So Nolan Painting, we've, we've got a, a very diverse audience, and Nolan Painting does get into uh, a little bit of commercial work, mm-hmm. um, maybe a lot. Uh, what are you seeing that way? Are, are any of your commercial contacts contacting you? Yeah, well, so, you know, t- generally about 10% of our business is commercial. Um, you know, for me, the HOAs have been very strong. Um, matter of fact, I've I've closed two new HOA jobs this year. Um, despite for, everything going on. Despite everything going on. Matter of fact, the one is for um, painting stucco homes with a last American finish. And I was actually concerned going into this that uh, I was going to end up losing that business. But interestingly, the exact opposite has happened. Not only did all the original homeowners stay aboard, uh, but since we've been working in the neighborhood, we've added new clients as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So what was slight divergence? So what was the in with these HOAs? Was there, are you, were you working with a property manager or it was a board of homeowners? Uh, okay. So the, the, the one I was work, I'm working with a property manager. Um, she was actually introduced to me by another property manager that I have done work with. Um, so it's the building of that network. Oh, man. I, I hear that over and over and over. Yeah. Is find find the, the property manager that values the additional work that you that you offer and then just grow from there, all the people they know. I, it's actually, it's, it's, it's how I've found success mostly in HOAs is that you work, you, you build a few relationships with good property managers. To your point, the ones that, that value the relationship that aren't looking for the cheapest of the cheap because they know they're going to have to overmanage the project and deal with a lot of problems. And then, um, you know, they tend to work for big companies and introduce us to other property managers within that company. Um, and, you know, that inter- that personal introduction is, is priceless. The people on the board uh, has the, how has the current environment influenced their questions or the, the, as you deal with the board's well, the board members. It's a good question. My so my my other recent success with an HOA was dealing not with the property manager but direct with the board, the the president and the vice president. And I've said for years, if you can get in front of the board, you've got a sale. Um, you're tipping the odds in your favor. Um, I mean, from what I've were seen, were those two your advocate? You you had a, oh, yeah. a white knight on the board, and they were pulling for you. Oh yeah, they 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 pushed. As a matter of fact, they helped introduce me to a lot of the homeowners uh, that huge. were making the decisions. Yeah, um, but I, the, the stance, the way I feel, the stance I take now, just like I did during the recession, the Great Recession of you know twelve years ago, is that people can't afford to make a mistake right now. Okay, yeah. You know, uh, maybe the portfolios aren't as flush with cash as they used to be. Um, things are a little tenuous, but why are you going to take a chance and save 10% and and get a job that's going to have to be redone in a few years? So that's that's my philosophy, and I and I try to bestow that upon my thinking mm-hmm. upon other people. Uh, all right, so walk us down 
some of the, uh, the the main challenge that you talked about was some people are calling that maybe uh, wouldn't ordinarily have. So there's some extra qualifying going on. Uh, you were telling us a story about um, Dobson before we were on. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting one where uh, they had called for interior work and and uh, Kevin Dobson, one of our estimators, got there and they just wanted us to replace a piece of baseboard. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so yeah, there's just um, there's just a bit more time sorting through some of that. Um, I'm making very quick decisions. Um, if I if I meet with a customer and you know I get the feeling within the first five ten minutes that they're not really our client, um, I'm getting the in the ways out of the way. We're having quick budget discussions. Um, we're having timing discussions because some people aren't willing to wait three months to have their work done. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I sort through those quickly, but the ones that are really serious that, again, are a Nolan painting customer, um, they're our demographic, or, or they have a lot of pain, um, and you're successful in finding pain, uh, those continue to close at a high rate. People are spending money on their homes. So what, what's the sales team talking about? Are you, are you guys, as you all experience more and more maybe tire kickers, for lack of a better phrase, what's, what's happening at your sales meetings? Well, we're, we're talking about strategies to deal with that. Um, we're also talking about sales strategies. Um, the sales process is a good bit different than it was in January and February and all, and all the years before that. Um, there's less of getting to the customer's table. Um, there's more wearing masks. Um, they tend to be shorter conversations, especially with people that are still nervous about COVID. How do you, how do you build bond and rapport when you got to stand six feet away and you're wearing a mask, you know? It, it, it's been a challenge. There's no doubt about it. I mean, because so much of, uh, of understanding um, somebody's communication style is, is body language. And, and when you don't see their, most of their face, it's really hard to read them um, and get a feel for what they're thinking. Um, but I, I will say that in the, you know, the four or five weeks since we've reopened, um, I see people loosening up. I mean, every day it's different. Um, you know, especially over the last week, there's been very few customers that have worn masks. Um, wow. So in the, in the true art of matching and mirroring, my, my stance has been I'm very comfortable without a mask. I, you know, when this all hit, if you invited me into the kitchen table for a cup of coffee, I would have been the first one there. Um, but in the true art of matching and mirroring, if, if somebody comes to the door, has a mask on, I'm wearing a mask. If I can tell that they're, they're very cognizant of social distancing, I'm making sure that I'm giving them the space that they require. Um, but more and more, um, people are not wearing masks and they're feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. about inviting us into the home and having better conversations. All right, so another major aspect of this is on the job site. So Pennsylvania has some job site regulations that are still in place. Uh, I think some of it might be changing. Yep. Um, so what what are the regulations on the job site? Has it affected how you estimate or what you discuss with customers? Um, and then I'll, I'll follow up to that will be, is anything changing next week with this whole, with moving to yellow? So mm. what are you dealing with right now on job sites? Uh, well, so there, there is a lot of new uh, protocol in place since we, since we reopened in, in May, beginning of May. Um, you know, any job site, whether it's interior or exterior, there's, there's no more, there's, it's not, you're not allowed to have more than four people on any one job site. Um, obviously there's a lot of new protocol in place as far as cleaning procedures. Um, 
making sure that uh, mm -hmm. breaks and lunches are staggered, um, following social distancing protocols, um, driving, uh, driving vehicles independently, so not having more than one person in a vehicle. Um, so, so a lot has changed. Wearing masks, of course. Um, wearing gloves. So one aspect is, is what, what the workers are being asked to do. So the contractor coming into the customer's house. But I think from my point of view, I think it's also curious, is there anything you're asking customers to do to help the employees feel more comfortable? I'm in and around your house, and maybe this is more of a, a winter question as, we, as companies move inside. But uh, are you asking customers to observe uh, anything to help the crew feel comfortable? Or, um, or have, have crews asked that the customer observe? Maybe the customer's being too close. Would you mind telling them to? Um, we, I, we haven't had that discussion in particular with customers. Um, I mean, we, we're, we're very open about sharing our new protocols. And I think based on what we're doing, customers are kind of following suit. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would say the one biggest thing that we have changed uh, as part of our protocol, especially on a, on a job, a larger jobs that we're going to be there for a week or, or more, um, is we are upfront asking them if they're comfortable with us using their, their restroom, their facilities. And if not, then we're supplying a porta potty on site. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard that. That's common. Um, all right. So how about, uh, the estimating part? Are you, are you having to change your estimating to adapt for any of these regulations? No. No, I mean, it really affected time frame. Work is the work, right? The work's the work. I mean, the the I guess the biggest uh, extra expense is a porta potty if the customer requires mm -hmm. it. And again, there's been relatively few of those. Um, again, as things continue to loosen up and people feel a little bit better, um, there's only been a handful that have asked and requ uh, requested a porta potty. And, and honestly, even the cost on those is minimal. So we're we're not we're not increasing our cost to cover that. So virtual estimating is a big topic. Uh, some areas, it's huge. Um, some areas, not so much. So the phones are ringing. Are our customers participating in virtual estimating? They're having you out to their house. What, what's the tenor around here? So all of ours have been, um, since, since the reopening in, in early May, all of ours have been in person. Um, again, in the beginning, a lot of them were with masks, um, but that continues to loosen up. Now, during our shutdown from uh, March 20th through May 1st, um, we did have our uh, Painting Wizard, which is our online estimating tool that available to clients. Mm -hmm. um, and we did, we did have a fair amount of requests generated through that. Um, we're actually in the, re in the process of rebuilding that whole, um, that whole tool so it works better and it interacts better with clients. Are people getting an estimate through that or, or is that just a ballpark starting point? Yeah, so there, there's a lot of, um, lot, lot of uh, technical speak around it. Um, so it's really, it, it really is truly an estimating tool. Hmm. It's a ballpark. Um, so we tell them that this, this is at least gives them an idea of what a given space or room or areas are going to cost. Uh, but we, we can't honor that price until it's actually seen by an estimator. So we, we've been uh, using yeah. this tool all along also as a, as a qualifying tool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when we're busy, if, if somebody needs an estimate right away or, they, you know, they're buying a home and they can't get into the home, 
um, we've been sending them the link to our estimating wizard, and um, I've actually had some success with it. Some jobs sold from it, and um, and then jobs increase, and there's extra additional work sold from that. So the the last ten weeks maybe an unintended test of that system, and it seemed to do okay. Seemed to do okay. Um, you know, there like I said, there's we're in the process of rebuilding the whole thing to to make it more user friendly. Um, but we have had some early successes with it for sure. And again, as a qualifying tool, you know, if somebody just needs. They just some, some customers call and they just want an idea of you know what a room might cost, um, and when we're busy, it's easy to send them that link. They can put in the information within mm-hmm. five minutes, get an idea. Hey, is is Nolan Painting potentially going to be the right fit for this project? Uh, all right. So so last question then that we had planned here, and that is so looking forward. Uh, when people hear this, it'll be two weeks ago. So we're recording this. The audience is hearing it two weeks from now. Any indication about what might be happening two <laughs> weeks from now? And then, of course, the fall. Uh, uh, well, so I personally, my belief is that the rebound is going to continue to be extremely strong. Um, I was actually just looking at, at our lead counts. I mean, coming back, so starting week of May 4th, that was our first official week open again. Um, we had 169 new estimates set up. And every week since that, we've had a minimum of 110 or more set up. Um, wow. So, I mean, and, and this week's already off to an extra, first two days, 72 estimates set up for just in the first two days. So, I, I, from a sales perspective, I anticipate demand to continue to be extremely strong maybe start to taper off from a sales perspective in July and August, but that's typical for any given year for us. Um, I, I believe it will continue to be strong through the fall as well. Um, and so looking forward as, as you're managing the backlog, you said you started to hire. Um, you're managing your estimating backlog through some qualifying, trying to get to people quickly. Are you, are you going to try to maintain? One question I'm getting is, should I maintain maybe a, a, a longer backlog this year just in case? Are you going to get down to two weeks, three weeks in managing your backlog, or are you going to uh, be a little more conservative just in case? Well, I think because of what we're dealing with now, the, just the sheer amount of work that we have on backlog um, and the fact that we are limited to how many employees can be on a given job site, which is four, as I mentioned earlier, um, that coupled with we, there was a handful of employees we didn't bring back because we thought it was a good time to cut some of those C players or people that didn't fit our culture. Um, so depending on how the recruiting goes, um, you know, the hope is that we can start really chewing through some more of that work. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be ideal. I don't, I don't see us in maybe until December or January getting down to a two or three week backlog again. Um, especially with exterior work, typically we're outside until, you know, if, if weather cooperates at least mid to end of November. Um, and I, I, I think we're going to have most of our fall schedule booked probably by September at that point. So it, it's June, which means it's reforecasting month. Uh, is Nolan Painting reforecasting? We are. So we're in the process of, of doing that right now. Uh, we've thrown the number of $10 million around, um, but... Uh, we are basically from July, uh, July through the end of year, we'll have new budget numbers, new revenue numbers, uh, probably new sales numbers as well. And 
initial estimates, maybe 80% of what the original budget was, 90% of what the original budget was? Um, 90%, I think, is overly optimistic. Um, mm. A lot of it just depends right now. It really, to me, I'm not worried about the sales end of things. I think we're going to, we're going to, our team is extremely strong. We're going to fill in sales. Um, and we have a great marketing plan in place, stronger than ever. Our brand's super strong, which I think is all contributing to the amount of leads that we're getting in now. Um, from from a field environment, uh, the, wor- the workplace is very fluid right now. I mean, we're actively recruiting. We're finding good people. We're also losing people, too. Um, it's just... Um, to... to Unemployment or to other no just- a variety of a variety of things. Uh, you know, we lost an, an employee the other day because he was hired back by the painter he used to work for. He offered him another eight dollars an hour plus a truck. Just some weird things uh, huh. that we're seeing. Maybe it's uh, concerns with COVID, family issues. So um, I just think it's a really interesting uh, work environment right now, and so. You know, the hope is we can keep everybody we have on staff now, but but what we are seeing is that while we're having su- success recruiting, we're also on the back end losing some people as well. Okay, so Jim, let me ask you this. Why don't we wrap up? Uh, so you personally, uh, I guess this is recession number three or four, uh, certainly since 2000. So yeah. 2001, 2003, 2006, and then yeah. this one, yeah. or 2009 rather, and then this one. Yeah. What are you taking away personally from this uh, experience, uh, managing your maybe managing your identity role? Yeah. Um, well, I I am reminded of all the lessons I learned in two thousand eight two thousand nine. Because um, although that we although we are shut we were shut down effectively um, in this in this latest pandemic and recession, which I never thought I'd see. Um, to, as of now, 2008, 2009, the Great Recession seems a whole lot worse because it was so prolonged. Mm. You know, now we're, we're seeing a short pullback followed by a sharp spike. Now, obviously, it's, it's yet to be seen if that continues. I'm optimistic that it will. But the Great Recession, it was just a painful dive um, for a variety of reasons. The value of homes were going down. People weren't spending money on their homes. Um, it everything was just just felt tougher and so it was during that period that I refined the sales process I've, I've, I've shared the story with you a lot that I got tired of, of getting yanked around not getting um, not having people get back to me that's when I really started to implement these next step agreements or closing appointments um, but a lot of it was um, a lot of the problems I encountered back then was head trash um, you know my identity just just taking a dive. Um, and I, I've learned that I, I control my own fate, uh, right? I, I'm, going to, I'm going to find success as, as, as my mind goes. And um, I just feel very strongly that despite everything going on in the world, I still control my own destiny. So mm-hmm. I control the way I think when I'm in front of a client. I'm not thinking about COVID or I'm not thinking about you know, the, the stock market decline that we just went through. I'm, I'm there. That customer is the most important person in the world. And I'm making sure that I'm having those good conversations with those clients. And so simple follow-up. So what advice would you have or recommendation would you have for our listeners right now? What, what, what should they be implementing our sales 
sales listeners, uh, what should what would you advise them to implement? Well, right you know, from there, there's the, the there's the hard and the soft skills that we always talk about. You know, the hard skills are the the technical nuts and bolts, the word tracks, some of the techniques that we teach. But to me, right now, it's all about the soft skills. It's all about what are what's going through your head right now. I can guarantee if, if you're meeting with clients and you're concerned about COVID, you're concerned that they're not going to buy from you, you're concerned about uh, the fact that they've lost whatever, 20, 30% in the stock market. If you have all this kind of head trash and this baggage build up, it's, it's guaranteed you are not going to have good conversation with customers. I caught myself in this. Matter of fact, during the shutdown, we, we did do a few stealth appointments and I, I had a lot of my own head trash going on. I mean, like I had that victim thinking, you know, woe is me, we're closed, why is this happening to us? But I started to realize that in, in the, the true vein of QBQ, like what can I do to make this situation better? And for me, it started about changing my thought processes, staying positive, staying optimistic, looking at every prospect as a prospect, not a suspect. Like it's somebody that's there that wants to give you their money. So can make sure that you have that positive mindset and that will lead you into the good conversations. Awesome stuff, Jim. Appreciate uh, being here with you as always. Appreciate it, Andrew. Thank you very much. You bet. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group a nationwide business consulting firm located outside Philadelphia, PA. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.